Hey, folks, this is Brian Blessing. Hope you're enjoying the Hockey Betting Podcast. We have a couple chuckles. Try to get you a lot of winners. If you like what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Most importantly, enjoy the hockey and keep coming back to the Hockey Betting Podcast. You're listening to the Hockey Betting Podcast, presented by BetChrisCanada.net. This is the Hockey Betting Preview for Friday, March 27th, Saturday, March 28th, and Sunday, March 29th, 2020. And now, live from Las Vegas, the host of the Hockey Betting Podcast, Brian Blessing. All right, kids, here we go. It's the weekend edition of the Hockey Betting Podcast. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas in Mississauga. Covering Canada for <laughs> yeah. us. We're giving, giving that kind of... What am I, what, what what am I covering? Camps? Brian Broomball? Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> You're covering uh, you know, your car oh, complex. I, I, the best, the best know, is I go to the bank the today because I get, I get U.S. checks. There's a lineup of like 40 people with masks on. They go, it's senior hour. I go, okay, I'll come back come back at 11 o'clock the guy's like uh you got a pressing need i go yeah i'd like some money it's like i'll oh, get to the back of the line I'm like, are you kidding me like i don't know what the hell's going on right now but i'm literally looking at the line it's like 40 deep to get into a bank so uh i, I gotta tell you just a covid19 tips uh keep your money in a freezer or you have a hiding place in your house like uh, tony soprano's wife bird's nest you know a feeder anything you know loose brick Wherever you got, find, find a couple of hiding spots because it's uh, not that easy to get in to get your own money, Brian. Real uh, issues today. Coffee Bunch of clowns. Coffee yeah, can exactly. in the backyard. Coffee can, coffee can, can in the backyard. Yeah. That's great. Well, you know, we did it, Cam. We did it again. I mean, the pregame show is oh, better than the it show. Always is. <laughs> Busting Mike's balls about Ram and memory. And, uh, yeah, he's the best. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. What's, my, what's Mike's right. name? Eddie Ethernet? Is that what we call him? Yeah, he he answers to a lot of things, our buddy. Yeah. Mike and Darren, we love them. They do a great job for us. We're glad you guys are out there listening. Uh, we're going to dish grades out again. Uh, today we're doing the Central. We've been having some fun with that. But I will say this before mm-hmm. we start. Cameron, uh, two wing baskets like us, we're dumb, but we're not completely stupid. For the better part of two weeks, you know, sitting there trying to figure out how does this all work. Uh, I know we've said it here. I've said it on my show in Vegas. And in the beginning, it was the premise and the concept. And I said, send these guys all to Greenland. You know, I mean, send them to one yep. location, hunker down, play the games, play a boatload of games, one after the other uh, in, in a same locale where travel is not an issue. Find a way to expedite the situation, get the NHL season over with. And, and that's, a, that's a viable concept. Well, lo and behold, it comes out last night. Duh, the NBA is sitting here saying they've already rented out the Thomas and Mack and Cox Pavilion Center in Las Vegas where they annually do their NBA Summer League. You got all these hotels here, and not a lot of people are here or going to be here for a while. You bring them all, plop them down into one spot, play your game, go back to your room, and there's a way to do this without fans. And Vegas was a viable opportunity for the NBA that it's uh, being discussed. It makes utter and complete sense. And honestly, Cam, we've even we've said this in specific to hockey. The same situation, the same locale. You can plop them down in Las Vegas. You've got the T-Mobile Arena, the Golden Knights practice facility, City National Arena, two rinks, 
all you're doing are plopping down TV cameras anyway. Bring them all. Bring them all to one spot. Have at it. Three rinks, four games a day in every rink. Bing, 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 bing. Finish the regular season. You got your postseason tournament. And at the moment, thankfully, uh, you know Nevada is not uh, is not a, a crazy hot spot. I believe there are 500 yep. cases. Unfortunately, there have been 10 deaths. But if we project whatever five six weeks down the road, if if, if this would seem to be at least uh, a place that has a, a reasonable handle on this. Why, why wouldn't the NHL consider? Because I've always said the World Cup of Hockey, if they ever get that tournament back, oh, yeah. play it in Vegas. It makes total because, sense, buddy. Because the people in Europe would come here Damn for right 10 days. No, no, it's a perfect spot, Brian. I got to tell you, like, you know, we bust your balls about, uh, you know, sometimes you live in caveman times and, you know, the old smokestack. But when it comes to ideas, buddy, I told you, I'd hire you for the National Hockey League. For You're an idea man. You already figured it out. You talked about this months before it happened, and I agree. That's what they're doing for basketball, basically getting a facility, you know, like at a hangar, boom, you have the guys there, you test them, everything's positive, you don't have any fans, you have the cameras, and it makes total sense. You told you, Vegas is actually an interesting spot, too. There's uh, different facilities that would work. You, it's, a, it's a destination point, despite how bad things are, you know, across the world. I, I, I absolutely agree with you, and you, this was your idea, not just a couple weeks ago, months ago, and these guys should actually listen to what you say, because... Uh, you got great ideas, buddy, and I'm with you. I think we can make this thing happen. Well, it's not they, that difficult. All you have to do, you said it, travel's the problem. One spot, testing, games, cameras, done. Well, travel's yes. the problem down the road. But the other thing, if you were going to bring these guys in, you know, they'd have to buy into the whole uh, social yeah, distancing thing. Fine. But, I, you know, obviously, they, but, but it, the concept was, like, you know, kind of like an Olympic village kind of thing. But the thing is, with all the hotels that are here, everybody gets a kind of a base of You're operation. Right. And, the, the, you the, know, the only time they really get together right. the is Olympic on the village ice. idea didn't work for the Olympics because it's basically a cesspool, right? What are you doing when you're not uh, at the athletes? Team Sweden's banging some guy from the United States who's, you know, they're partying. It's basically like a, 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 an Olympic orgy where everybody's getting naked and stuff like that. And it's a very small space. No, no, that's on top of you're that, right. You in know, Vegas, you have hotel rooms. You have self-quarantine. And I can't think of a city that has more hotel rooms than Las Vegas. There's a hotel on everywhere in that place, right? Well, we're we're dealing with this mm-hmm. nonsense now, right? But but if you think about it, and I go, oh boy, yeah, I get it. That you're right. The Olympic Village thing. Every Olympics, be it summer or winter Olympics, how many times does the gold medal favorite or somebody yeah. come down with the flu or or people get sick? It's because they're in court. They're yes. hunkered down with people from all around the world. And right. How many times do like, you know, a great athlete get sick before no, you said it, buddy. that's the thing. What do you got? Five guys in a room in a cabin with bunk beds. Knock, knock. Who's their Swedish uh, Olympic team? Oh, you guys want to party and have sex? No, it sounds good to me. I just had my event. Next thing you know. Uh, yeah, that's 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 that, that's not the self quarantine that will help us get through the problem, Brian. <laughs> Wait, could I could I, could I please well could I please get the sound here, effect here. again? But could I get you know, but, could, but could I then get a definition for <laughs> what the sound effect was? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's my sound effect for Olympic Village. It doesn't work. If you want, if you want to, Brian, basically Olympic Village is a free for all for spreading uh, germs. So I'm thinking I'm thinking Vegas oh, Hotel man. Room Hell. 
You know what I mean? Even staying at the El Cortez, there's so much uh, floor deodorizer there. It'll kill any bacteria. You wake up in the morning, my head's spinning. You know, like, what the hell they put in that cleaner? <laughs> you know, I, honestly, hey, listen, and, you know, the guys, you, you go, you, you, you play your game, you go back, you play the late pick four at Mahoney Valley, and you go to bed. Uh, anyway, I know we're too, talking hockey. We'll talk Western Conference. I couldn't believe it, Brian. I'm watching Gulfstream. I heard uh, Javier Castellano got COVID-19. I'm like, are they still yes, running did. this Florida Derby on Saturday? Unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. These horse guys are animals. In Florida, it's just, that's one state. They just don't care. Well, Castellano, who's like yeah. a premier jockey, had like big time mounts on yeah. a big card. Um, he's fine. He says, "I feel great." Crazy, you know. I'm I'm perfectly fine. He said, "I just, you know." He and that's the thing. It affects different people in different wow. ways. So, so he he misses out on the big races, but thankfully, he said he's okay. Uh, you know, so that's the good news there. But the uh, uh, Western Conference, we're going to dive in. Uh, to the central division here and dish out some grace. But before we do that, there, there was one piece of news, and this is the nature of this beast we're dealing with uh, a member Avalanche. of the Colorado yep. Avalanche. Tests positive, and but actually they say he tested positive, but it, it's run its course. He's, That's kind of what I was thinking. But it was a like third, before. It's, it's run its course. He's yeah, already had it's it. one of those things. Like, I talked to a lot of people that were sick before, and say you had, like, a bad cold before. Was that COVID-19? Like, you don't know. Like, these are things you're never going to know. Like, I talked to Marenzi about it. He was really sick. He's like, did I, did I, like, just blast through this thing, and I'm immune now? Like, that's the thing. We don't know. But there's a lot of people, I think, probably got it before, and they just thought it was a nasty cold, and they got through it, right? And You know what I mean, Brian? But, but they, so, and here's the crazy thing when we watch these numbers and obviously it it's a scary thing in the whole night. But when you're watching all these numbers and the numbers they're talking about, oh, they, oh, they, this place doubled, uh, you know, overnight. Well, the thing is, it doubled overnight, but how many of those happen to be results of a test from five mm-hmm. days ago that came back and said that person was positive, but the person's all, it's a new case. But the person has already dealt with it and is better, but it is now being listed you as a You bring up an excellent case. point. That's the thing. I don't think anybody knows. It's, it, it's one of the mysteries, right, Brian? But you bring, good, uh, bring up great points. The problem is you, when you're doing dealing with something like this that exponentially goes up, you have to do your due diligence, and they're not going to change anything till they see uh, numbers stagger or, or, you know what I mean, or, or don't go up at that level. That's the thing. But you bring a lot of good uh, data to the point, uh, to the table, buddy. Yeah, I, I I don't know how to deal with you. This is this is the wait, beautiful wait. thing. I mean, yeah, this thing is a guy that goes from <laughs> wait, wait, to exponentially. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, there's no, no middle ground Mike, here. Maybe yeah, Ronnie Ram, love that guy. He's got uh, more data <laughs> in the hard drive. Uh, I'll tell you, Brian. No, it's interesting. Uh, maybe we'll give a horse pick at the end of this uh, thing too, if it runs. I, I got one for you. But uh, let's talk Central Division, uh, yeah. buddy, and. Uh, I think this let's is go great. Yeah, let's just say this too before we get to all the teams. I would say this division probably is our our strongest student base. Very, I don't think any of these students have to come back for summer school. There's one that I'm a little bit disappointed in, but more of these guys overachieve this year at the central. I believe. Yeah, no, I'm I'm on board. This is a very intriguing uh, division. Uh, the Blues, forty two nineteen amazing. Full dis- full disclosure, man. Um, I, I I don't know if I overthought it. I did, <laughs> but I, I, no, I thought, hey, God bless. 
uh, Wild Thing, uh, you know, Gloria, yep. the jukebox in Philly and the run and the this, and Bennington catches a heater. I really thought, boy, if anybody was going to have a Stanley Cup hangover and, and, and just fight to get back in, I thought Me it too. was these guys. I got to be honest. And wow, how about hey, this? Brian, we talked about this at the start of the year when we were doing like, you know, teams to fade and I'm wrong. You know, when you're, when you're wrong, you're wrong. And I thought St. Louis, because I always thought they were a good team and I'm not going to lie. I had them to win the Stanley cup. I liked them over Boston at a price and, but I didn't think they could maintain it the next season. This is a, you know, with all the quality that, that you have Vegas, Colorado, all the other good teams. I'm like, they got to take a step back. These guys got to take a step back, but 94 points right now. Unbelievable home record, 223-7-5. These guys are fantastic and in great form before uh, all, all hockey got shut down. 8-2 and two in their last 10. Now, I can't believe that these guys are ahead of Colorado. They do have a game in hand, but you're right. A-pluses all over the board. If there's any team that had an excuse, it was St. Louis. And Tarasenko got beat, beat down to Brian injuries, and they've been dealing them. What about the blue line? They had to go out and get uh, Scandella. Like, this is not a team that just had a, a, an easy, cool, smooth ride, too. They had lots of injuries to key players, mind you, and they're still at 94 points, A-plus, big time. Can't dish out the plus, but I'll give Colorado yeah. an A, and they are my pick to win Great the pick. Stanley Cup. And th- the question is going to be, oh, well, is Francouz, you know, is this guy good enough? And you know what? He is good enough Okay, yeah, right now. It's a fit. It's a fair point, but, I mean, what, what did we just say? You know, where did Bennington come from? But I just think that the speed and, and the additions that were made, you know, McKinnon, McCarr, uh, speed on the blue line. But I'm telling you, I love if he, if he keeps his head on his shoulders, you know, and they're all going to be healthy. But I'm telling you, the two guys that will key this run for Colorado. Kadri. Uh, Calvert is just oh, is. Calvert's yep. a war horse when it comes to the playoffs, and I, I got news for you. Kadri is an amazing addition for them if he can just not, you know, get so jacked that he does the nonsense. But but his his game is tailor-made. We don't know it because he always hey, gets Brian, kicked out. But it, I, I, excellent, I excellent love point. Uh, everything that you bring up, I'm not going to argue it. Th- think about this. We talk about the Leafs all the time. You know, that's my backyard. You talk about Vegas. What are the Leafs missing? They have no killer instinct. They have no guy that'll go after a cheap shot or like we talk about on Tampa Bay who will punch a guy like Kucherov in the face and say, bring it on, buddy. That's the problem with the Leafs. They have good, good guys, but nobody who really stands up for their teammates. And that's bad news. Come playoff time, you said it. Calvert is a guy that always takes it to the next level. Kadri, if he could stay out of the box and just play on the edge, lethal. As for Francouz, that's one thing. Even if he struggles, they have Grubauer. And Grubauer has proven, you know, he's a very good above-average goalie in the league. So you have Francouz and you got Grubauer. you got Nathan McKinnon, who, in my opinion, everyone talks about McDavid as one of the best all-around players in the league. Like in the playoffs, the guy's an absolute stud. Hard to get the puck off him. I'm with you. I think Colorado, when they put it all together with McCarr, the defense, the goaltending, McKinnon, and the rest of the edge that these players have are the best team in the league. I will take Colorado to win the Stanley Cup as well, Brian. They're only two points behind uh, St. Louis. And, uh, yeah, to me, they get right now kind of, um, I, I would say, yeah, an A. Not an A plus, uh, an A. That's what I, yeah. give, I give the same grade. Yeah. Well, yeah, they've, they've had injuries. a lot of, they've they've had had a lot of injuries, injuries too. too. And, uh, and, you know, the last thing I would say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
start Grubauer in game one yep. of the playoffs, pull him, bring Fran Susan, it works it sure for the did. Capitals. Start Grubauer, bring Holpe yep. in, win the cup. Sounds good. Sounds good to me, Brian. And I know we talk about, you know, dry sidle. I told you how I feel about him. It's one of the more, uh, I can't really say underrated because anybody who watches hockey understands, but doesn't get the same, you know, pub. pub. It's just no, one of these things when you talk about Eichel and you talk about McDavid, those are the guys. It's just, hey, guys, it's Dreisaitl. And that's how I feel about McKinnon. I think McKinnon's as good as any of those guys. When you watch McKinnon in the playoff series, remember when I came oh. down and visited Brian when they were playing Calgary? He was a one-man gang. He was unstoppable. With speed, great shot. Like, I, I, what can't Nathan McKinnon do? Like, he's the best all – like, well, no offense to, to McDavid. McKinnon's tougher. I think he's a better all-around player. Would you agree? Honestly, don't, don't you think – yeah. No, it's hard. It's hard. I, 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 no, most people are going, Cam, are you stupid with McDavid? I, 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 I'm, hard, I'm hard-pressed no, to poke No, no, I'm not going to poke holes at it. I'm just saying I, I'm a big, big Nathan McKinnon guy. But, but what I would – I don't me too. But what I would say to you is – I don't think they are. They tower over everybody. There's probably a couple of guys, uh, you know, Anthony C is kind of a rocket sled, but I, I've never seen anything like they're so similar. McDavid and Eichel when, or excuse me, McDavid and McKinnon. Yeah. When they turn and pivot, I, I've never seen two guys that get up to full speed in one stride like these two guys. It's, it's insane. I mean, you watch him, and when you have the luxury, whenever you get to see them in person, I mean, literally, he, he, he'll do something. You look at the guy yeah. next to you, go, did he just no, do that? No, it's true, and I've seen them both in person, and I was actually, I've seen actually um, uh, McDavid a lot in person, but when I saw McKinnon, he was the most impressive guy that I saw live. He played his ass off when I saw them play the Leafs, and I, I was just slack-jawed the whole game, Brian. I just had a beer just sitting there with my mouth open, watching this guy go through good players like they were pylons. So, yeah, Colorado, uh, when this thing kicks up again, uh, and this, this break is also giving them time to get healthy, which is bad news for the rest of the NHL. You know, if it was anybody other than you, that was such an apt and beautiful description. But when you sit there and say you're slack jawed about a guy who did something on the ice, you're slack jawed when you're sitting in front of twenty hot wings. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> you're always slack jawed. <laughs> you're so Brian. You're so right. You're right. Like if I had a steaming pile of wings that we had at that at that bar that you took me to in Vegas right now, it would literally like, like light up my life. I would be so happy. You're right. I just need there with my mouth people, open people, the people at the table next to us they, they all one guy went to the car he could four wilder helmets <laughs> yeah those drunk golfers were looking at me i was looking at their food too it wasn't nailed down like, who is this guy uh, dallas c uh, you know they can't they could be dangerous they've lost six in a row at the moment but you know they're there. Uh, but they're they're not a you know they're not a gut cinch. They got a couple I'm not going to give them a C. They're still third in the Central. They got 82 points. I'll give them a B minus, uh, almost a B. Dallas is still decent. Um, you know they're, they're they're a weird team though, Brian. I don't know what to make of these guys. Right? Like Bishop can save the I day know. one day. Like they're a team though. Like you look at Dallas. I wouldn't want to play. Like I look at other teams in the division. I don't want to play. Can Dallas. Win a if I was Colorado, I'd rather want to play almost yeah. everybody but St. Louis. Instead of Dallas, would you rather play Winnipeg? Yes. Would you rather play Nashville? Yes. Would you rather play Minnesota? Yes. Because Dallas has the ability to play playoff hockey. They can bore you to death. You can win a Stanley Cup winning games 2-1. And don't don't forget last year, Dallas, St. Louis. Dallas almost knocked them out, buddy. I know. I had tickets with Dallas and St. Louis. I was hoping for Dallas because they paid a bigger price. I'm... 
they need the stars to be more consistent on that team, though. They have guys who take you know, 10 game breaks and, and then they break out with a four point night. And it's just one of those things with Dallas. It's like, come on guys. Like you, you, you have Radulov, you have studs on your team. You can't just leave it up to the goaltender, but come playoff time. This is a team with uh, veteran leadership that I wouldn't want to step in front, but you're right, Brian, a little, I expected a little bit more in the regular season from them. A B minus is what I give the stars. I might be being a little tough here, um, I'm only going to give Winnipeg a B plus <laughs> because let me tell you something, uh, the way they started this season with that defensive core they've got, uh, to me, it's nothing short of a miracle uh, that they are nine games over 500 and right there with a chance. Hellebuck, really good goaltending. They've got, they've got studs up front, but boy, oh boy, that, that blue line is horrific, and I think Maurice should absolutely be uh, in the discussion, yeah, see, for Brian, that's, the that's me. And, and you get it. You actually watch the games. A lot of people just look at Winnipeg and go, eh, you know, 71 games, 80 points. When you saw their defense at the start of the year, it was atrocious. It was an American Hockey League defensive core. They didn't get Dustin Buffalo, and he hasn't played the whole year. So think about the losses that they've had, right? So up front, they got to, you know, at the start of the year, Brian, they were playing those six to four type of games. We took the overs with them. And then, then Paul Maurice basically said, guys, we can't play this way the whole time. They really shored up defensively. You said it. Hellebuck has been fantastic, one of the best goaltenders in the league. And it's shocking to me when you look at this team how Winnipeg has actually only given up 203 goals against with their defensive core. It's a victory in itself. I'm going to give them a B-plus as well. They almost deserve an A. Paul Maurice should be uh, yeah. uh, talked about for Coach of the Year. The Winnipeg Jets were a team that we thought was going to tail off. They haven't. They still, they're sticking around. They're only a couple points behind Dallas. They do have a couple games in hand. They played 71 to Dallas is 69, but uh, full marks for Winnipeg, you know? Uh, They're one of those teams that definitely should have taken a way bigger step back, and they didn't, so they deserve uh, overachieving is the word for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, They got a lot of heart. Nashville, Nashville, I got to give a bad grade, too. This is a team that I've been waiting to get back. I'm 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 plunking down a C. I I mean, uh, you know, they're 9 over 5. I'm sorry. There's just way too much talent there. Now, honestly... This would probably be the year because the last couple of years, they've been my pick to win no. the damn thing. And you know how that goes, Cam. You, it's like the golfer. You know, you play him You yeah. play him for a month, you get off yeah, him, and he wins. Yeah, it's kind of like said, no, Nashville, he's uh, like know. our son, Jim. You know, we, 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 we played him. He, <laughs> he made us broke. And then all of a sudden, uh, instead of coming second, he actually won the tournament. He's uh, Nashville is son, Jim, but I would say son, Jim is more successful. Nashville is one of this, uh, these teams that I expect way more from. I think they have a problem personally. I think it comes down to the goaltending. They haven't made a decision, because, and this is what, this is what happens with oh. the Rangers. You have Pekka Rene, who's one of the best goaltenders in the National Hockey League, but you see Soros, in my opinion, is a better goaltender. But you can't keep Rene on the bench for years of service, what he's done for the organization, um, all the beautiful things, you know, putting Nashville on the map. But there becomes a time and a place where the backup is better than the veteran aging starter. And I think that's the problem with Nashville. They haven't used their uh, goaltenders properly. I would have started Soros more. And they have guys on their team uh, that just fall asleep at the wheel. They're stars. You know what I mean? It's just, come on, guys. Like, I watch Nashville play. They're very I, disappointing. I, I, I almost want to give them a worse grade because they, they, have the talent. they have the talent to be a Stanley Cup contender. Yet every time, that's why I don't bet these guys anymore. You said it, Brian. They're like our golfers. It's just every time we should have won, they disappointed us. And I can't come back to these guys. I don't think they're going anywhere in the playoffs. Uh, Nashville, B-minus. Well, you know, but see, the funny thing is, though, you know, you're going to argue with me, and that's fine. But the the thing I was going to say is, if the playoffs started today, they're the eighth seed. 
they would play the Blues in the first round of the playoffs, and it wouldn't shock me in the least if nah, they won. I wouldn't bet. I, 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 I can't You know it. I don't care. I, you're right. They could beat the Blues, but I'd look at St. Louis's pedigree. No way. I would never bet against the Blues against Nashville. The Blues actually have guys who are warriors with heart. I know they've won the Stanley Cup. I, I just I can't trust Nashville. Until you do it, until you upset somebody or, or show me something, Nashville, I can't believe in you. And this is years ago, they were the best team in the league, and they went nowhere. They're not any better now, Ryan, years later than they were before. So the Predators, to me, you give them a C. Actually, the more I think about it, I'm going to downgrade. I check my report card again. A few more mistakes. We're going to go uh, C- minus with the Predators, to me, a very disappointing team. All right. Minnesota. Or no, no. Yep. Yeah, Minnesota. Uh, they are a Amazing. point behind Amazing. the Preds for the final wild cards. I mean, I, I was going to say, to me, I'm giving these guys giving a them B plus an that uh, Fiala's been terrific. I mean, yeah, you look, go, go you, you want to, you know, if... Instead of, like, if you were ever sick and you had a, you know, you, you want to just get it out of you, instead of drinking Epicac, <laughs> uh, just close your eyes, pretend you're an NHL G, uh, general manager, go to Cap Friendly and look at their cap space in their <laughs> roster. Uh, that'll take care of it for you. <laughs> I'm like, God, who signed these oh, things? I'm telling you, I was, la- I was but isn't it? Oh, f- some, of the, some of the stuff Fletcher uh, he, did there. He should be I'm, sued. I'm, I'm, like, I'm I mean, with I, you. Like, but. Oh, oh, literally, I mean, a year after year after year, the Sabres would fleece them. You know, I'm sitting there, they went to Philly. I'm like, tell me you've got this guy's cell phone yeah, on speed no, dial. He, you know, don't, put an ankle <laughs> bracelet on him. You're right. He hasn't made very many good moves. He buries franchises, but let's call it out for what it is. Many people thought Minnesota could be one of the worst teams, if not the in the league. So and these agree. guys are what? One point behind Nashville? Are you kidding me? They're still only, hey, you know what? And how about, hey, we made oh, money yeah, yeah. on these guys. We I bet made, Minnesota. Listen, They've been good to me. This is, this is, but, but here's the thing. I mean, we missed the, we're not giving out picks, right? They're not playing games. But, I mean, honestly, these guys, I should give them an A just for what they've done for me because we identified this around Christmas. I watched a couple of games of theirs, and I'm like, what the hell's going on here? You know, this is the Minnesota Wild. They're they a are dead a dead over, over team. team. You know, they're beating Detroit 7-1. to one, uh, Overs, they're just scoring goals. It's amazing to me what the Minnesota Wild have done. And you know what? Uh, you know, uh, Bruce Boudreaux got canned. It was really weird. We're like, what's Bill Guerin doing? And then, uh, you know, uh, Everson comes in there, right? Dean Everson, he's done a, a good job there, Bri. I, just nothing has changed with the Minnesota Wild. It's it's shocking to me how good these guys are. The fact that they're eight games above 500 with that roster and those contracts is it's shocking. That's why they, they get an A, and this team actually could make the playoffs. It's, it's, it's one of life's mysteries. I don't know how the Minnesota Wild are doing it, but you said it. This is not your grandfather's Wild, too. They're not playing these two-to-one type games and boring you to death. They score. Um, and they've had injury problems, too, with the goaltender, right? Like, Doobie got hurt for a while, too. Stalock, I got to tell you, Alex Stalock is one of those guys. I would consider him one of the more underrated goalies. I watch him play. He does really, really well. Like, Stalock's one of those guys that gets no credit, and he's above average goaltender, in my opinion. You watch him. He's good. Uh, a, a for Minnesota. The Wild are getting it done, buddy. You know, instead of the Chelsea Dagger song, song. Uh, in Chicago, yeah, I know. They, they should no, play no, It's no, a Small no. World <laughs> After All. 
like, like no, like you're standing outside getting standing in line to get on the Matterhorn because these guys are just nothing more than a big roller coaster ride. I, yeah. They're up what and down. What do we get? I mean, you know, like I mean, C minus. I yeah, C minus. They got a C. They're not. They're I mean, they, they, they make a big run. They get back in it. And 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 I don't know what to think. Oh, the salary caps of Bowman. What did he do to this team? I don't know what he did to this team, but. You know, they still have studs on the team. And then they made a really good run, Brian, but classic Chicago, very similar to Buffalo, the situation. They needed to take care of easy games against bad teams. You know, they were losing. uh, You lose to Detroit in a key game, like not even getting a point out of the matter. Those losses will come back and haunt you. Uh, You said it. Chicago is an up and down. uh, They're like a toilet seat, up and down, up and down, up and down. You give them a C. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, they still have studs on their team. They're... Brinkett's one of one of my favorite uh, players. Actually, I think he's a really good player. Kane is still a stud. They have old aging defensemen. The goaltending has been that, there's the goaltending's been inconsistent. But I got to be honest with you. Um, you know, down the stretch, uh, I thought their goalies played pretty good. Didn't you? Yeah. Well, this is what I was looking at, and I guess it, you know, and they moved them. I guess it wasn't as bad as I thought. But, I mean, I thought Leonard should have played a lot more than he did. Crawford I, played 40. Yeah. Leonard played 33. But before the trade, I mean, they went into they're, they're back in it. And, and I don't know. They started riding Crawford. I know. Now, I, didn't, it was weird. I, I, didn't, I didn't understand that at all. Yeah, it didn't make sense to me. No, Crawford's good, but let's call it out for what it is. Leonard's better. and We've seen him with Vegas. He's been absolutely stellar. And, yeah, it was really odd. It's kind of like I told you, Brian. It's like the Pecorine thing. It's a loyalty thing. Look at Crawford in the – years of service and the things he's done with Chicago with those teams, man, he's there every year in their cup runs. And he, you know, he's won a cup with these guys. He stood on his head. It's just, you get, if you're one of those guys, it's like a, a sport of loyalty. You got to give him a lot of credit for what he's done. He's been hurt and he showed up. I think Leonard's better, but Corey Crawford is still a very good goalie. And you brought up a great point on one of the earlier shows. You're playing for a contract. Then you really saw his play improve. Yeah. I, I you know, I don't know. Uh, See, yeah, I I see or C minus for me. I you know I mean because we knew, I mean Mike. I mean the some of the the Bowman stuff. I swear to God. I mean at the beginning of the year, like I'm like, and I gotta be I gotta be completely honest with you. I didn't know the kid. You know I couldn't have picked him out of a you know a lineup of two people. This Yoki Haru. Oh kid. yeah, he's good. <laughs> and and, they, and he traded Yoki Haru for Nylander. Yeah. The Nylander kid, sorry, it ain't it ain't gonna happen with him. And he tra- he sends a kid that literally, you know, he has shortcomings because of his size and his stature. But this kid's a this kid's a ten year NHL defenseman, bare minimum. I mean, it's a horrible trade. It is a horrible trade. And you know, Brian, what is the hardest sport to get? Like a good defenseman in the National Hockey they're so hard to find. That's when you like mortgage your future for. Like those are guys. Why do you think Chicago was? Uh, Duncan, Duncan Keith, Seabrook, like, you know what I mean? Those guys don't come across every day. So when you see a defensive prospect, you're not giving away for chump change or guys that uh, you, you know are never going to blossom offensively. I couldn't agree with you more. I think Chicago lately, they used to be a team that fleeced people in deals. Now they're the ones getting fleeced. This is an organization that needs a, a wake-up call and a gut check because they're not the same Chicago Blackhawks. And I hate to say this, by the time they probably improve, Patrick Kane's going to be older and, uh, you know, Jonathan Taves, He's starting to slow down a little bit. Uh, they've been through a lot of wars, this team. Remember how the, their success has also been their uh, detriment because they played in a lot of hard, long, tough series. And you know, look what happened to the Kings with some of their older players. It happens to the Penguins, the Blackhawks. Like, when you're in these wars of hockey, 
don't think about those extra, you know, eight games a year, 16 games a year. It'll kill you because it is a hard trophy to win. And I think a lot of those guys on Chicago are very close to breaking down. All right. You want to, you said you want to, We'll throw our loyal listeners, uh, hopefully, yep. hopefully a bone. Well, listen, the horse racing thing is on TV. It's on national TV. Yeah. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to all, 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 no, no, all the Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm going with Independence All. Of course you are, because you're a smart guy, and you're going to listen to your friend Ken. I, I am. Florida Derby. <laughs> it's race 14 at Gulfstream Park. And uh, there's a monster in there. Tis the law. Yeah, I'm going to fade him. Unbeaten. No, no. Oh, no. Don't no, you put, him in, you put him in stuff. He's no, no. Listen. Third, right? one, I think the one you fade is Ete Indian. Ete Indian. I agree. Rocket sled, but the post I don't think will help. And I'm he's the one I'm chucking. And But I'm I got I got 975. I've got, I think, this horse. By the way, there's a little footnote. I'm so proud of you, Cam. Tell me, real. We, got, we won't do this long. All right, it is a hockey thing, but we're gonna let's see if we can make some money for sure. Tell me why you like Independence Hall, and then I'll tell you why I like them, and, and maybe you'll build my case too. No, I was just I was just looking at um, you know previous history. A Gulfstream Speed is a it's it's a speed track. I, I like the post position, and think about this. Uh, Tis the law, yeah. It, 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 the horse is an honest six to five favorite, but the level of competition is a little bit different this time around. These other horses are better. I think just Independence uh, Hall is the horse to beat. I think this horse. Uh, I think the pay, if the pace works out, this horse is solid, Brian. I can really. I, it's a good number. You're seeing about he, nine to two or four to one. I think this horse should be almost two to one. So I see line value with that horse. And if you're going to look for a big, big pooch, now, uh, hello, Go- no, Governor's about, uh, what is he, about oh five or six? Oh, my God, look one. at I you. Put, I put the governor got- in there with some uh, exact boxes. Oh, if you're looking, I, if you're I, looking I, for a big dog, if you're like, <clears throat> who's that guy that I like? I was looking at the the six, if you're looking for like a stone cold, crazy pooch. What is it? Uh, Juju weed or something like that? I was looking yeah. at him. That's well, a, that's the closer. crazy thing is, I, I have... Uh, you know it, way more about horse racing than me, too. No, like, no, I just, so, I just kind of go on gut instinct. Well, we didn't, we didn't I win my money yesterday. At, we uh, didn't Oklahoma. win anything yet, mm-hmm, but I'm proud of you, buddy. But it's scary because I've got Independence Hall on top of Tis the Law through Ete Indiana out and yep. rounding out the trifecta. I've got Governor Morris. Uh, so we are literally the exact same things. But the one thing I just wrap it up with this and say uh, that the reason I like Independence Hall. Uh, the Tis the Law had a hundred buyer in the last race at the Holy Bowl. Great race. Mm, yep. As perfect trip. Two, as a two year old, when these horses aren't developed yet, this horse had a hundred and one buyer last year. But the last race, the horse t- kind of faded a touch at the tail end of the race, got beat at Tampa Bay. But in that race, little known stuff, before the race, uh, Independence all lost a tongue tie. But as the gate opened in that race, the horse blew its right front shoe. So that horse ran that good in the Sam F. Davis without a horseshoe on his right front foot. I am all in with you, my friend. Independence Excellent. All. Excellent. All right. I love uh, you, Brian. Good picks. I hope right. they win. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, the other, yeah, one other one. We'll, we'll end it because Michael kill us. Yes, he will. Uh, uh, race three on the undercard at Gulfstream because, again, these are all on national TV. Chad yep. Brown's got a horse, so you know, buddy. The 12 called Tribuven. First time in North America, European import on the turf, and everybody just thumbs their nose at the European horses. Eh. 
if we're doing sound effects, the European Tour Forces are better than the North American. I agree on turf. Got to go with the Euros, buddy. Hey, that's fine. We covered everything. All right, man. Well, all right. We're up away. So, what do you what do you believe for the weekend? You'll be slack jawed about. Uh, slack jawed. I'll be slack jawed, Brian, when we hit this uh, trifecta at Gulfstream, buddy. And I hopefully, uh, we'll find something else course. to bet on too. Uh, I've been playing uh, the ponies. It actually went really, really well for me yesterday. I hit a, I hit a, uh, a nice five to one dog at the last race of Gulfstream too. The three. Everyone was on the one, so yeah, it was good. I actually had a really good day at the track yesterday, so let's, yeah. let's make money. All right. It's the Hockey Betting Podcast. I'm Brian Blessing. Cam Stewart, <laughs> he's our thoroughbred. He's <laughs> 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 Hey, folks, this is Brian Blessing. Hope you're enjoying the Hockey Betting Podcast. We have a couple chuckles. Try to get you a lot of winners. Hey, we hope you like what you're hearing. And if you do, hit the subscribe button. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Most importantly, enjoy the hockey and keep coming back to the Hockey Betting Podcast. The handicapping and sports odds information contained on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please confirm the wagering regulations in your jurisdiction as they vary from state to state, province to province, and country to country. Using this information to contravene any law or statute is prohibited. The podcast is not associated with, nor is it endorsed by any professional or collegiate league, association, or team. This podcast does not target and is not intended for an audience under the age of 18. If you think that you have a gambling addiction, stop this podcast now and please seek help. Gambling and betting on sports is a form of entertainment and should be about having a good time. But when done excessively, it may negatively affect other areas of a person's life, such as their physical and mental health, school or work performance, finances, and or interpersonal relationships. At BetChrisCanada.net and the Hockey Betting Podcast, we're concerned about the addiction that gambling may cause. And for this reason, we encourage everyone to practice responsible gambling an approach to gambling that helps you ensure that it remains an enjoyable activity. Here are the main principles of responsible gambling. Don't think of gambling as a way to make money. Always gamble with money that you can afford to lose. Set limits and stick to them. Never chase losses. Don't gamble when you're depressed or upset and create a healthy balance. Always be aware of how much time you spend gambling or thinking about gambling. And do not allow gambling to cause you to miss out on time with family and friends or time spent on other activities you enjoy. By following these guidelines, gambling can be a good time and great entertainment. If you feel at any time that your gambling is taking away from important areas of your life, is causing you stress or depression, or is leading to financial losses that are beyond your control, please reach out for help. Learn more at ResponsibleGambling.org.